What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Shardog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, joined today by Patrick Downey, who makes his Bellator and MMA debut on August 12th at Bellator 284 against Jeff Soder. Patrick, how are you? The first question I have to ask you, I'm sitting here in Ireland, and with a name like Patrick Downey, you have to have some Irish in you. How, uh, how Irish are you, first of all? Let us know. We want to claim you. We take all the fighters we can over here in Ireland. Can we take you? How, how Irish are you? Let us go, man. I'm trying to get claimed by Ireland, man. I got my, my Irish family crest on me. That was my first tattoo when I was 15. My dad said if I won a state title, I could get it. And uh, he loves claiming Ireland as our roots. You know, I know I'm very native on my mom's side and uh like native american indian and uh but uh the rest is irish baby so pat downey we 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 st patty's day is our shit man in baltimore to parade you know and i uh actually i would love to get on this ireland card i've I've been all over the country all over the world you know probably almost 50 countries and ireland is on my list and uh i've never been and there's a card in ireland next uh, september i think if i'm not mistaken so hopefully i can uh, you know, not take any damage, make a quick turnaround and, and uh, come, you know, honestly, I want to represent Ireland because of the cancel culture that happened with USA Wrestling and me getting taken off. I'm trying to work on my dual citizenship and make this Irish wrestling team for the next Olympics. That's actually a goal of mine. So hopefully I can lay the groundwork here with this interview and uh, this next fight in Bellator and, and, you know, get some stuff like that taken care of. I can tell you this, Ireland loves Olympic medals, and especially in the combat sports, so I, I don't think you'd have much trouble doing that, to be honest, I think you'd, you'd probably be able to uh, to get it, and we'd be, uh, I suppose we'd be delighted to have you as well. I wanted to ask you about your, your college career as well, and obviously you, you, kind of, you said it there about, you know, the cancel culture, and you had, I suppose, lots of ups, but lots of downs in college as well. How do you kind of reflect on your time in college and your time with American wrestling? Um. Yeah, I've always had it. A problem, you know. I love wrestling. Saved my life. I love the people I I, I met in it, the coaches, and, you know, the, especially the teammates. And it's afforded me great opportunities throughout college, and especially obviously the world level, senior level wrestling. But my time in college, I always, you know, had t- trouble with the NCAA. You know what I mean? And whether it was transfer rules or you know smoking weed or whatever it was, I was like always never fucking allowed to wrestle in the tournament. I only got to wrestle at one time, and they bumped me up to 197 when I'm going to win it at 84, and I get you know I don't even get a fair show, and I ended up all American, but I got a JUCO national title. But my college wrestling career is pretty much a dud. You look at my wrestling, you know, you look at my total match and my whole body of work for for how good I was coming into it, the only world medalist in 2012 at the junior level and, you know, being a blue chip recruit out of a uh, high school at, at the Olympic training center and just the level I was on and it showed at the world level, but it, it kind of stings, you know, cause now the transfer rules are different. There's a lot of shit that's not the same the way it was. I don't even know if they're still testing for weed. Maybe they are, but you know, these coaches knew who I was getting recruited. I've always been honest. I just, me and the NCAA or me or USA Wrestling, we just never seem to see eye to eye these governing bodies, you know? So do you think you'd be better suited to MMA? MMA doesn't, you know, we all know MMA doesn't have half the rules that, that real sports have, if you want to put it that way. You know, it's... I've never had a problem with USADA. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I don't cheat. I don't do PEDs. I'm good with that. You know, I love 
fair play and no cheaters. But uh, I'm, I'm definitely, I definitely feel like I'm going to fit in and be well taken by the MMA community as opposed to like where I was kind of shunned out of the wrestling community. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was was that always uh, in your mind to go to MMA? And obviously, you know, by the way you're talking, this made it quicker that decision to go over to MMA. How long? Like, how long have you been actually transitioning over to MMS? When did you give up on, on the wrestling and, and transition over to, to fully go into an MMA career? Well, you know, I still, I still wrestle damn near four, three to four times a week. You know, I run the wrestling programs all over here, too, at the highest level, getting guys ready for their ADCCs, and I'm learning grappling, jiu-jitsu. But at the same time, I've been brought in for a while now to a lot of different MMA camps. And... And just the nature of the sport. I mean, it's how could I not? I'd be lying if I said it didn't have my interest for a long time. You know, I've definitely been studying it and watching it and a fan of it. And then you brought in the train with like Colby Covington or you're trained at the Olympic Training Center with Kamar Usman. And you know what I mean? You're this close with these guys. You know, I can go on and on how many wrestlers I know that have successfully transitioned in the MMA. Um, I mean, shit, look at Daniel Cormier. He didn't make his debut until he was 30. And here I am turning 30, August 7th, making my debut five days after. So it's kind of cool, you know, new new decade, new sport. Um, it's almost, and I'm healthy, you know, fucking no more injuries, no more weird skin shit, nothing, you know, mentally healthy, physically, emotionally, you know, I'm sleeping again, and I'm um, doing everything right. I'm training. So I feel uh, like it's good. Uh, that's that's great. I want to ask you, like, how uh, did you have any other backgrounds? Like, a lot of people maybe do a bit of golden gloves when they're young, a bit of boxing or a bit of jiu-jitsu or anything like that. Obviously, you know, I saw you with a uh, Garden Ryan against him. Did you do a lot of jiu-jitsu before that? Did you do any boxing or anything, or was it all wrestling for you? No, no, no. I I didn't focus on wrestling until I was like eighteen, nineteen. Um, I always did everything. I, but it was more so just being a well-rounded athlete: lacrosse, basketball, football. I was a three-sport athlete all the way through college. You know, starting quarterback, safety, face-off, midi. But uh, growing up, yeah, boxing, judo, not so much jujitsu because I was uh, like a big street fighter. And in uh, street fighting, wrestling, you slam somebody. The goal of wrestling is on your feet. You know, nobody's on their Gordon Ryan. That was my – Gordon Ryan match was my – my debut of jujitsu, you know, it just so happened against to be like the number one, no, you know, pound for pound, arguably the goat, you know, I see, I didn't know what I know now about the sport and him, but this motherfucker, I gave him more of a fit than all these black belts do. So like, you know what I'm saying? And so like he, and where I come from, you're not doing that sliding on your ass. Once he realized he couldn't take me down on our feet, you start, you don't slide on your ass in the alley or concrete. You get, you're getting outnumbered. You're getting stabbed. You're getting banked. You're getting stomped. You're, you're, the goal in fighting in Baltimore is to stay on your feet, slam motherfuckers on their neck, stay on your feet, and keep space. You're always outnumbered. Nobody's fighting me one-on-one back home. So I had to learn for survival. I was fighting to lit, stay alive. You know what I mean? Not jujitsu was no concern of mine until I got exposed to it out there. And, uh, you know, Nicky Rod and Gordon Ryan and then Wagner and seeing these guys that they can do on the mat with me how and that was just for the transition to mma because this mma shit ain't a street fight i'm like okay i gotta learn these skills for this transition a, a lot of people they view mma more and more as a sport all the time it feels like you kind of view it more as a fight a visceral sort of fight and obviously you said there it's kind of changed a bit now the more that you train but are you entering this fight as a fight are you entering as a like a, a sporting endeavor 
No, I definitely see the sporting aspect of it. That's what I'm saying. I, I definitely see how it's not a fight. I definitely see how it's MMA is a sport. And um, that was my conception of it as a fan, watching it, and then per se actually doing it and training it and quickly understanding, okay, this ain't that. <laughs> I, I want to ask you about a very interesting I've talked a lot recently to, to different people about how spe- specialization has a future in mixed martial arts so obviously we've seen it back in the day you know with Heist Gracie was a great jiu-jitsu artist and we've seen kickboxers do well and wrestlers do well but it feels like especially these uh, today but in five and ten years time as well when you you know when you'll be obviously climbing the ranks over the next few years that specialization is a tougher thing to do that you need to be a well-rounded fighter and that you need to have everything to show off your unbelievable wrestling or if you're a kickboxer to show off your unbelievable kickboxing for you at the moment is it all about learning the other things for you or are you going into this looking to be like well i'm an unbelievable wrestler i'm going to use my wrestling non-stop are you looking at is it this is the first step for me to climb to the very top yeah well said well well put like uh good points like uh i definitely agree and given that my, the nature of like me, like being a developmental contractor and a developmental athlete, I think it, there's like two sides of the coin. One side of me wants to go out and efficiently kill this guy as quickly as possible. So I can set myself up to make a quick turnaround in, in Ireland. You know what I mean? Give myself all the, all the ability to be like, Hey, let me get on this card. Now another side of me thinks like, Hey, should I go out there, develop and like stand you know, mix it up, see the whole MMA side of the game? Because I think, I think I have options, you know, and that's, I think I can, I think I can do both of them things, and um, and that's also I think part of the allure of tuning in, right, on the, my debut. I haven't really, if you see my Instagram, you'll see me grappling and wrestling. You see my shoes on, but like, you know, this is by design. I'm not, I'm intentionally not showing my other training. You know what I mean? Why? Why would I? Uh, you know, that's the whole allure to me. You know, can this motherfucker do anything else? So you guys got to tune in and watch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That that's that's always been an allure to in MMA, and I feel like obviously you know you said it there. But training, obviously training in Sanford MMA, if I if I'm not mistaken, aren't you? Like in my opinion, no, I haven't been. Oh, you haven't? In uh, since Charles. No, I moved to Miami, and I just my grandfather passed, and I crashed my car. I just haven't had transportation up to North, and I've been training out of Fight Sports and KO Zone and strength and conditioning with my my heavy metal fours maces and my Bulgarian. You know, I run that. On my own, my cardio, everything, the beach, the running, the biking, the swimming, and the swinging. I run my swim. So I was really, you know, and then I got Violent Bob Ross, Luis Pena, UFC vet, and, you know, I got Johansi Mejias, Cuban national team wrestler. So I got some, some tough training partners, and then obviously my grapplers at, at uh, Fight Sports, you know, some of the best in the world, Wagner, Cyborg, Roosevelt, Joe, you know what I mean? All these guys, I'm, they're preparing for their ADCCs. Yeah. Uh, what about the the striking and, and MMA aspect of it? So I know obviously you said you'd do Espina, but is there any, like I know obviously at Sanford they have world-class strikers that we all know about. Who are, who are the type of guys, who are the type of trainers that you're with to improve like the stand-up and the all-around MMA game? And so really it's been me and my training partner here and uh, with Luis Pena. I, you know, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Uh, he just lost a suspect decision to Will Brooks, one of the greatest lightweights, you know, in the sport. And, if you watch that fight, you know, you'll be like, damn, this guy, you know. So, I mean, just in general, him, but like at Stanford, I had a lot of bodies. When I was there, I was able to utilize like just Coach Hoof's system, 
just learning from guys like Gilbert and, and Derek and Brunson and, you know, a little bit with Chandler here and there. But Ong La, really, you know, him from one. Ong is really a good guy. Uh, you know, I can go on. You know, a lot of the heavyweights, you know, Steve and Linton, I mean, just sparring with them. I mean, it's not ideal because I'm getting ready for the Olympic trials. But I've been in this, and even American Top Team with Mako, all the way back with Covington. You know, I've been around the block with some high-level high-level people, and, you know. And how did it go? Let, let's say you go in there with Covington or you go in there with Usman or Gilbert. Are you holding your own with those guys even right now, or what, what way is it going? You know, I can I can say that, you know, I I get to a point where it does turn into a bit of survival mode. Like, I, like I'm there to wrestle with Colby, and... You know, Southpaw maybe hits me with, like, a liver shot kick to the first time. And I'm like, ooh, this is like, okay, we better start wrestling or something. Because this shit does hurt, too. You don't, you know, you know, uh, you got to, like, calcify your body and get ready for it. You know, I'm still, at the time, preparing for wrestling competition. I'm about, I'm flying in, flying out to, like, Russia or Poland, you know. So, I haven't really had a good chance to evaluate sparring with these high-level guys since. I've committed 100% to MMA. So I'm, I'm excited to, you know, get back in the gym. And um, I think I'll be heading over to Sweden right after this fight to, to check out Hamza and help get him ready. So I got some stuff in mind with uh, their coaches. And I met Latifi here. He came to my wrestling practice at Fight Sports. So there's a lot of cool shit going on. That, <laughs> That's uh, good. That's you know, good I'm going to be testing myself at the highest level in this game the same way I did with wrestling. You know, I'm not getting in this sport half-assed. What's your dog's name? I have to say, I see him walking around there behind you. What's the dog's name? Do you? Yeah. You see him on my neck. Mojo. I got a dog named Mojo, man. He, t- he just got this fucking ball. He wants me to play so bad. <laughs> Go on, draw it. It'll be a good part of the interview. Let's do it. The ball, he, he wants the ball. I don't know if you can see it. I'm putting the camera. Ah, he's lovely. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, yeah. that's great. That's great. He's a hundred percent rare good boy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I want you. You spoke there about wrestling, Russian wrestling, a second ago, and there was a thing a couple of years ago that like people were saying every Bellator champion is going to be a, Rus- a Russian wrestler in a few years, and it really kind of hasn't worked out that way. Although there are a lot of very good Russian and Eastern European wrestlers in Bellator. What would you say as an American wrestler coming through? The difference between say the Russian wrestling and the American wrestling is in mixed martial arts. Oh. um yeah, another good question. You definitely see them. Uh, what, 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 the difference is they're not uh, they're not just holding like these Americans. They just get their hands locked and they squeeze, they hold, and they show you how strong they are. You know what I mean? And these Eastern Europeans are like uh, joint immobilizing. They're attacking joints. They're at different areas. They're locking you down. They're using their legs as like arms, and you know they're they're like grappling with their feet and they're climbing and they're they're advancing the position and then they're damaging. They're advancing the position and then they're finishing. You know, it's 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 not it's not just MMA wrestling. They do like even the Khabib style. Like you, it's not it's not freestyle. It's not folk style. It's not jujitsu. I mean, these guys are in these motherfucking Caucasus mountains doing some different shit. You know, sambo slash jujitsu. Like really, it's it's a different sport. I've been I've been there. I've been there three times. Vladikavkaz, Osetia. You know. um, Dagestan and uh, Krasny Arsk, you know, I'm very, I'm very well familiar and well traveled. I've been at the highest level for a long time. So 
I know what the fuck I'm talking about when these guys are bringing something different to the table, you know what I mean? So studying them and actually submerging myself in that culture for two weeks at a time or, you know what I mean, like really diving in, it gives you, you know, like uh, Wagner was saying all the time, he's like, oh, you're like nobody I've ever wrestled. I consider myself very un-American style, you know? So like, that's definitely something compliments my wrestling. You know, I'm not a freestyle, Greco, folk style. I'm, you know, I'm my wrestling is is uh, is different. Understand. I have two more questions here, and I really appreciate the time. You mentioned earlier on about the the red skin syndrome, and I want to ask you about that. I actually know someone who's been through the same, who's going through the same thing at the moment. And it's a very very tough thing to go through. I saw you put put up pictures and things. How how was that for? Obviously, you you got had a fight cancelled because of it. How was that going through that, and what's the situation with it now? Is it all cleared up? But tell us about how it was. Well, I got some scars here from skin biopsies. We thought it was red man syndrome, TSW. You know, they call it both things. And uh, just because of how the misdiagnosis is, like, um, you know, I got, I saw so many medical bills that I accrued from that too, you know, not the cancel culture, not having my own fucking insurance, you know. I, hopefully everything gets taken care of, which I think it will. But uh, it was terrible, man. The Honestly, the worst side effect of it was uh, the, the insomnia because you can't get comfortable to sleep because you're like itching and I get to, to your red and rashy. But it was actually not uh, red man syndrome. It ended up being a photoallergenic, spongiotic dermatitis, basically because I'm so like, well, taken care of with my skin because I wrestle and grapple and fight all the time. I know that so something that I was using, whether it was like an essential oil, because I'm very, I know I have sensitive skin too. I've had a lot of different shit throughout my career. So I also have a lot of different creams and I also have, you know, a lot of different healthy, natural stuff. So when I was using this stuff, I started breaking out and I'm not treating it correctly. And the sun, the photoallergenic is reacting with the cream causing like the spongiotic, which is why my skin was all inflamed and fluidy and jiggling. And it was like a dermatitis. So basically it was some crazy allergic reaction with this, maybe the climate and the, uh, the sun. It, it started going away on its own and like lowering my stress. I still have to get patch testing done by a dermatologist to determine what the original allergic reaction was. You know what I mean? With the sun and shit, because I still don't know. That's tough, yeah. Look, look, really, really often. Hopefully, it clears up enough. And it, look, training and that, and fighting on it just must be must be so bad. So I hope that clears up for you. Last thing I want to ask you about Jeff Soder, obviously your your opponent. Uh, he's a pretty good athlete as well. He, I think he played in the NFL for a bit and had a, you know uh, played a played a bit of American football, obviously in college and stuff as well. Has a good bit of experience at the amateur level. What have you kind of seen? Have you watched much of him? What do you think of him? What have you seen in him? Um. Yeah, pretty athletic kid. Uh, I think, I think you know he's got a good base. And but uh, you know I love, I love fighting dudes that are like football players. I think they're big and strong, and I don't know, cool, cool that he's willing to take the fight. I just need a good, good opponent, and I think he, you know, perfect match. He's got his. I think believe it's his pro debut too, right? Yeah, yeah. Table. I think he's uh, four or five amateur fights. Yeah, with pro debut. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. I've seen some clips of him getting taken down. I mean, if these bones are taking him down, I'll probably, you know, I don't know. He, hopefully he's been practicing, you know, getting getting off his back, and maybe he's got some jujitsu in his back pocket. I don't know, but I don't think that shit's going to save him. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. He's, he's a couple of front chokes, though. I saw he won one fight via front chokes, so maybe watch out for that. I'm going to do it to all wrestling, but, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'm... 
I'm, I'm I'm grappling with some of the best people in the world, man, on a daily basis. I ain't I ain't getting getting uh. I'm getting checked out. <laughs> uh, Patrick, Patrick, I really appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Uh, it was a great to talk to you and uh, best looking in your fight at uh, Bellator 284. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. Let's lay the groundwork for the next one. Which is you of Ireland's 285? Yeah, 285, I think. Yeah, it should be fun. I, I, I hope you're on it. It'll be another, we, need, we need another great edition. It's a great card, but uh, another great fight to be very interesting. That would be sick, man. Lay the groundwork for some Team Ireland stuff. Get my get my pass. Get my dual citizenship. Get a line up. Me, bring me a mojo over. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. All right, bro. Have a good day.